We are here to talk about the money this morning. And uh, uh, I had a, uh, when I first started in my business, um, I had a general agent who, uh, who used to say when I'd come into his office, uh, and I'd start out like this, I'd say, Vic, it's, it's not about the money, but, and I'd go on. And, and, and he would say, uh, yeah, I know, it's not about the money, it's about the money. <laughs> and so, uh, we, uh, I think we struggle with this uh, not only in, in the world, but as Christians, and, and then um, how it relates to, to giving, okay, and, and the gospel, and, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to tie this together a little bit the gospel, and the money, okay? And I want you to know Jesus talked about the money, okay? Uh, he talked about it a lot, and, uh, and so we should not be ashamed to, to do that. And, uh, and, and I think that, that I am qualified to talk about the money. And uh, um, for a couple of reasons... Um, one, uh, I came to the Lord uh, like the prodigal son. How many of you came to the Lord like the prodigal son? A few. A few of you are going to raise your hand. Uh, I did. And um, if you'll recall, uh, the prodigal, when he came back to the father, right? He had, he had lost his inheritance. Is that so? And he had... Uh, lost his friends, and he had lost his dignity. Wasn't he shamed on the way back? Uh, he even lost his clothes. Is that not so? And uh, some of you would say, well, Pete, I know you. I know, I've known you for 27 years, and you came to this church, and you weren't like that. I said, oh, oh yes, I was. I said, but the Lord was merciful to me because he didn't shame me, right? He opened my eyes before I lost my wife and my family and my house, right? He opened my eyes to his truth, and so I wasn't shamed, amen? Uh, what a blessing. I still came as a prodigal and as a sinner. And so just as somebody, as another person in the church, I'm going to come to you with the authority of the word. How's that? That's a good way to come uh, and see what the Bible says about the gospel and about giving. Let's stand and uh, let's open our Bibles to 2 Corinthians uh, 9.6. And I'm just going to read a few verses. Um, we'll come back to some of these verses as we go through. Uh, um, there's some verses that are going to be on the, on the overhead. Uh, you might want to write some of them down. Um, but here we go. Um, remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give as he has decided in his heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound. And, 
and I, and I wanted you to underline all grace there, um, there is some grace involved with giving. Okay? Uh, all grace abound to you so that in all things and at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, he, who, he has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies the seed for the sower and the bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through uh, us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Amen. Have a seat. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to endeavor to do a better job than I did last sermon. Just working up to it, maybe by third service, I'll... I'll I'm going to tell you what, by third service, I will not know what I've said, okay? I mean, you have to try this sometime, okay? Uh, but I think the second service might be, this might be good, but by the third service, I, had, I don't know what I've said. I hope I haven't said it twice, but um, here's how I would like to break this down. I'm going to talk about uh, maybe four or five things, and, I, and my, and my uh, breakout will be like this. It'll be who should give? So I just want you to know up front, you may be exempt. <laughs> just saying. Um, when I get there, you will not want to be in that group, by the way. But uh, who should give, okay? Uh, why you should give. How I should give. The how is a big deal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hit the symbol a few times on the how, okay? Okay. Uh, and then I, I'm not going to let you, you know, hold your breath, you know, and wonder, is he really going to talk about how much? Okay, I will get to how much, okay? And, uh, um, and then to whom should I give, all right? And maybe, if I'm moving along quickly, uh, what will happen when I give? Now, just, just a little hint on the point number six, what will happen is you'll have less money in your checking account. Just thought I would let you know. Um, that's sort of the result. Um, it's an immediate result, by the way. Um, so I didn't, didn't want you to be faked out by that, okay? Uh, full disclosure. Um, and, uh, and so let's, let's start, start with uh, uh, who should give. And um, all believers should give. Okay, and um, if you're not a believer, if you're here as a guest, if somebody was, um, you know, invited you as a guest to come today to listen to hear the gospel and you're hearing about money, you're thinking, what the heck? Uh, um, I, I, I'm telling you, if you're not a believer, you should not put anything in. The offering already went by, didn't it? Sorry about that. Uh, um, you're not getting any credit with the Lord, by the way, okay, for that. Whatever you gave, it's gone, okay? Um, and uh, 
but as believers, okay, we should not, we should not um, let somebody who's a non-believer think that they're going to gain favor with the Lord by giving. It's, it's not so. And so please, if, 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 if you haven't trusted in Jesus as your Savior, don't be putting any money in. Please, we, we'll get there without you very, very nicely. The Lord will bless us, okay? Um, and uh, if you are a believer, then you should give. If you are in ministry, if you're a pastor, if you're a uh, mission, you should give also, and you should lead in that way. The, the, you know, they should lead. If, if I'm in leadership, maybe I should be leading in that way. Okay? Um, and so, uh, do not think, and, and I'll give you, it's funny, I don't have a chance very often to go to 3 John, right? When was the last time we went to 3 John? Okay? Uh, but in 3 John 7, it does talk about, you know, um, they received no help when they went out from the pagans. Okay? And, uh, um, and so the Bible speaks seriously to the fact that only believers should be giving. All right. The second thing, um, why should I give? And, and there's some verses there. I don't know if they're going to come up. There's some verses. If you, I, I hope you write these down. Um, here's the goal for the sermon today. The goal, the goal is this, is that um, I would like to motivate you not to give, it's not the point. What I want to motivate you to do is search the scriptures, open up your Bible, um, find some scriptures, go online, do your own homework about what the Bible says about giving. Okay? Challenge yourself to know this and do this. Okay? I'm going to give you some pointers uh, that I struggled with as, as a new believer. Let me tell you, I've, I'm qualified to give this talk because I was concerned about the money, okay? Um, and so, um, why I should give, and, and really, is, not, is the Lord not motivated, I mean, not um, in, in, um, concerned with our heart? Isn't it true? He, does he really care about the money? You know, when, when the Pharisees came to him and said, well, you know, is it right to pay Caesar, to pay the tax to Caesar, and they were trying to tempt him, Right? Like, you're going, to ch- you're going to stump the Lord. And he says, well, he says, just give to Caesar. What is Caesar? Right? Caesar's. And give to the Lord. What is the Lord? They were blown away. Is that a good answer? Though I think Jesus was saying that there should be, you should pay your taxes. Right? We, hello, that's not a very popular. We should, even though we're not, maybe we're not in full agreement with our government. I don't think Jesus was in agreement with his government. He said, pay your taxes. Do the right thing. Be a good citizen and give to the Lord what's the Lord's. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. So, so here's the thing. There, there are some things that um, um, you should check your motives, and there's some reasons that you should not give. These are bad motives. Okay? I'm just going to list them, and then I'm going to list some good reasons. Okay? Some bad reasons. Okay? Pride. Taking pride in your giving. Okay? Um, and, um, you know, maybe I could refer to Acts chapter 5. Check it out, okay? Um, that was called bad giving, okay? Ananias and Sapphira, the consequences. 
Not that severe, just death. Okay? Um, that was bad giving. Okay? Because they wanted, number one, they wanted to get recognized. Number two, they lied about it, right? And, and didn't Peter say to them, what, wasn't that, when you sold the land, wasn't that your money for you? Wasn't that your own money at first, right? Amen? So he was, Peter was saying, we're totally good with your private property. That was your money, that was your land, and that was your money, right? He was okay with that. But then you lied, and it was about pride. That's a, uh, let's all agree that was a, a bad motive. And fortunately, the Lord isn't dealing with us that seriously today. But, but guilt, you shouldn't be giving out of guilt. Somebody shouldn't guilt you into this. Uh, you shouldn't be giving out of greed to get more. Um, this touches a little bit on the prosperity gospel. I'm just telling you, if you can be fooled by that, you are not reading your Bible. It's not consistent with anything the Bible says. Somebody nod, give me a little feedback on that one. It's like, yeah, it's foolishness to think you're going to give and get more. The Lord says He will take care of our needs. Right? How, by the way, how has the Lord been doing so far for you? Pretty good. I mean, I'm looking back at my own life. I go, well, gosh, He's been faithful for 63 years. He's... And now I'm, I'm going to quit trusting him. Today, I'm going to quit trusting him. It's kind of silly, right? Uh, and so he'll take care of our needs, but, but to give to get is, is foolishness, okay? Um, you should not give under pressure. Nobody should pressure you uh, to give. And, uh, and you, will not, you will not see that at this church, okay? And, uh, you know, the scripture we read, it says that that um, you know, you should give what you, not what we have purposed in our heart for you, but what you have purposed in your heart. Amen? This is between you and the Lord. Okay? And you shouldn't be giving for gimmicks. You know, if somebody is going to send you a prayer cloth, okay, that's about how the red light should go on. Okay, maybe I'm not sending them my money. Okay? Not doing that. And so... Um, be aware, um, and uh, you know, th- those are some bad motives. Some good motives, and I, we've got some listed up here. Okay, I'm I'm gonna just jump through these on the good side, and uh, but um, first off, you know, we should give because God has given to me, and there's some verses up there. I want you to check them out. You know, and when I teach a Sunday school class. Um, or Awana, I tell the students or the people that come, you know, please bring your Bible because I make stuff up. <laughs> and, you, you know, my kids know I make stuff up, okay? Um, and then years later, they find out, you know, I told my son, uh, you know, when he was little and we were living right over here, you know, he would come and, you know, he would hear the ice cream truck go by and he would say, what's that? And I'd say, it's the music truck. You know, until he was nine or ten and he was down the street with a friend and he came running home. He said, Dad, you will not believe this. The music truck has ice cream on it. I said, unbelievable. So, so bring your Bible, bring, right? Bring your, check it out because I, 
I could make something up. Uh, but, you know, I would say you want to give because God has given to you, okay? You want to please God. Um, you want to have a right heart before God. Um, and, and, and there's a number of things here. You want to be used by God. You want to lay up treasures in heaven. Please check these verses out. I don't know if you're reading your Bible like I do, and then you run into Matthew 6, I think, and uh, on the Sermon on the Mount, and you go, you're reading along, and it's, Matthew 6 is a little tough. I mean, you tell me, is there anything easier in the New Testament than the Old Testament? Did the Lord make it easier in the New Testament? I don't think so. Nothing is easy. This isn't easy. I'm not saying this is easy. I said, but, and then you look down and you, you say, well, there's some other reasons. For example, David, David said, I am not going to give a gift to the Lord that didn't cost me something, didn't he? He had a right heart before the Lord, okay? So challenge yourself to look at that and study those verses. And, you know, you might say, well, I'm not sure I agree with that. I've heard Christians talk of different things in the Bible. So, you know, that, that I don't agree with. I said, really? You don't agree with it? It says it right here in the Bible and you don't agree. He said, well, our job is to get over that conflict and whatever, whatever the Lord says, you better get on his page, okay? And so your job now is to change your thinking, right? And get on the Lord's page. I, sorry, I apologize for that, but get on his program. Amen? Okay, I don't care if you agree or not. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so we're going to move on to how. And this is where I really I, I want to spend a little time on, on how. I, I'm thinking if we, if we could nail down how, we wouldn't have to worry about anything else. You know, uh, we wouldn't be talking about budgets ever. We just, we'd be nailed down so good on how that the Lord would, would bless this church and we'd be doing the how part right and um, we wouldn't have a building fund drive. I'm just saying we wouldn't have one because we'd have so much extra in the budget we would just pay that off. We would just go do that. Okay? That's, how, that's how I think it would work. Okay? So look at this. Um, go to 1 Corinthians 16. Okay? 1 Corinthians 16, I, I kind of, I like this, verse 1, okay? Um, you know, Paul talks about uh, what is of first importance, I think it's back in chapter 15. He said, what's of first importance is the gospel, not the money. Would you agree with me on that? doesn't really matter, this money thing is really secondary, if you're going to hell, you have a problem. Okay? You, I mean, let's not go to hell. Okay? Let's understand that God came in and, and, and the, the Father gave the Son to pay the price for our sins, right? So that we could go to heaven. And He called us while we were still sinners, right? I mean, is that the best news of all? That if, if you know the Lord, if you've, if you've given your life to the Lord, if you've trusted in Jesus to pay the price for your sins, that you're going to heaven, would you tell me that's not good news? And, and he's not going to lose you between now and then? 
I'm thinking I'm sort of thankful about that. I'm pretty good. This, you know, you know, eternity is a long time to spend in hell. It's like it goes on forever. So it's just not a good thing. So of first importance is knowing the Lord. Of, of some other importance, and Paul says here in, in 1 Corinthians 16, says, oh, by the way, now about the collection. It's like, like, by the way, oh, I need, to, I need to tell you Corinthians. I always think this Corinthians as the, you know, Corinthians of Orange County. It's kind of what I, the way I look at this. Uh, but he says, oh, now about the collection for God's people. For the people who are doing God's work, right? Would that be the pastors? Yeah, I think so. And the missionaries? So, now about the collection for God's people, do, not, uh, do what I told the Galatian churches to do. On the, now, now, now we're getting into some structure. Stru- I, I'm just telling you, I think structure is a good thing. I, I'm, a, I'm fairly self-aware, and I know I need structure in my life. Okay, I need it. It, it kind of works for me. Uh, and so Paul throws out some structure for us about giving. He says, whenever you think about it, no, he says, uh, on the first day of every week, whoever think, each one of you, right? Assuming you're believers, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income. Hmm. That implies that implies to me a percentage. In keeping with your whatever it is, okay? Saving it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. So so that when we come at the end of the year, Pastor Mike doesn't have to give two little talks on we're behind on budget. Really. This church. He should never have to give that talk again. Would you agree with me? That that should not have to happen. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, we're we're in, you know, in an elder meeting. We do not talk about money. I just want you to know very much in an elder meeting. We, it's not our concern. That's the council's concern, right? But it did come up, you know, um, and Alan Weisenberger said, he said, you know, I'm not giving to a budget. <laughs> Every so often, Alan says something that causes me to think, you know, I'm back, <laughs> comes up with stuff, and... and uh, and, and I thought, well, I'm not giving to a budget either. So, so I know of two elders. And I'm thinking all the elders would agree. We're not, we don't really give a rip about the budget. I just want you to know. All right? The council might, and we need to have one, right? But um, I've been here for 27 years. Uh, we can preach the gospel we can minister to people if we have much or if we have little. 
I, I was here, they, we didn't have much, so we just turned the water off. We had no water. We, just, we didn't water the field. Some of you have been here when we turned the water off, right? So what we did, it's not the end of the world. We'll deal with it. Um, if we don't build a structure out here, it's not the end of the world. We don't care. Really. Because it's not of first importance. What's of first importance is not going to hell. Didn't we agree on that? And we can do that without a new structure. Okay, but at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, we should obey what we're supposed to do. We should, we should grow as Christians and, and uh, trust in the Lord with all things, it says there. I'm going to come back and hit you know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 a little bit. But this isn't about the money here. But it is about obedience, right? And, and uh, so, so here's the thing. How we should give and... It says here that there's some structure. We should do it as the income flows in to the household. Is that correct, do you think? As it comes in. And you should do it at the first of the week. Hmm. That implies regular giving. As the Lord has prospered you, it implies as a function of your income. Is that true? No, I'm not. You need to check me. I'm not making this up. Okay. Um, Saving it up so that the pastor doesn't have to say that at the end of the year. Amen? Amen to that. Hmm. So, in the middle of how we should give, those are some how. Is that a good how? That's how you should do it. I didn't mention how much, did I? I'm gonna, I don't want you to leave here thinking Pete never got to how much. Uh, when I was a fairly new believer, I went to Pastor Ed and I said, look, Pastor Ed, I'm putting money in the collection. I'm feeling like I'm over-consuming when I put in. It seems like too much. I mean, I told him that I could tell him anything, right? And, and then when I go home and read my Bible, I'm reading my Bible and I'm, the Holy Spirit is convicting me. I'm not putting in enough. I said, Ed, I'm between a rock and a hard spot. Okay, I, on Sundays, I feel like I'm over-consuming, you know. Uh, on the rest of the time, I'm thinking, uh-oh. I said, please, throw me a rope here. Just tell me the number. Just give me the number. I'll work with it. He would not give me the number. <laughs> he sent me straight back to the Scripture. He says, you're going to have to battle this one out on your own. He says, you're going to have to read this stuff, and you're going to have to study it, and you're going to have to work it out on your own. I challenge you to do the same thing. I had to do that. Okay? So if somebody tells you the number, I'm not sure that's the church you want to be in. Just saying. Okay? Um, but I can give you some guidelines okay, on, on how much. It should be first fruits. It should be at the front end. Shouldn't be what's left over. Oh, it doesn't say, oh, and at the end of the week, whatever is left over, think about throwing some of that in the collection. It didn't say that. It said at the front end of the week, do what you purposed and fall through. Um, it is a percentage. It's a function of your income. And do what you've decided in your heart according 
to your plan. I just, I'm just throwing this out. Do you have a plan? If you have a plan about giving and you sat down with your family, I'm going to tell you what, this will free you up to be a cheerful giver. When somebody calls you and you get called out on it, you're not a cheerful giver. I'm thinking I would like to be a cheerful giver. If you have a plan and you do it at the front end, you can be a cheerful giver. That's how it works. Some of the things about giving on how, okay? Um, it should be in secret. You, uh, I just want to help you with this one. You get no credit at this church for giving because nobody knows. I had a, a friend of mine whose dad was a pastor and he said, oh, Pete, the pastor knows at your church. I said, no, he doesn't. He says, yes, he does. I'm sort of in the know, by the way. Uh, I'm like an elder. I have no idea what anybody's giving. I have no idea. I don't even look at the bulletin. I get accused. You ask my wife, I don't read the bulletin, okay? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The pastor doesn't know. Whoever counts the money, that, that person knows I'm glad I don't have their job, okay? And you're glad that the pastor doesn't know because he can treat you nicely. <laughs> Isn't it true? Yeah, you're laughing because you go, yeah, of course. You know, um, you should give in secret. You know, my, my story about that, and my son is here, but he doesn't get credit for this either since it was a long time ago. But when he was eight or so, we were sitting right over here somewhere at church, and I thought I saw him put a bill up. I didn't know it was a, looked like a 10 or something. I, and uh, uh, he had sealed it up. He put it in an envelope. And I leaned over. I said, Phil, how much are you putting in? And he looks at me. He's eight. He says, I'm not supposed to tell you. It's a secret. <laughs> I, I kind of I had to shut up. And I thought... <laughs> But what was interesting there, and it challenged me a little bit, okay, was he was giving out of his net worth because he probably only had $15, right? <laughs> I'm giving out of my income. Is, that a diff is there a difference between giving from your net worth and your income? Okay. But the other thing that challenged me about this, and I will challenge you, is that how can you teach your children? How can you go to your kids and your grandkids and say, this is what the Lord said and you should do it. And you can't. You can't give that counsel. Isn't it true? I mean, so I have to come back and say, hey, uh, how can I tell my boy this is how, how you should operate before the Lord and he will bless you if I can't do it, if I can't trust the Lord that much. That's, that's, that's a hard one, isn't it? Okay, um, and at times we should give sacrificially. Um, I don't know what those times are. You get to decide. Okay. Um, the the other thing is here, and I'm going to move on. Uh, to whom should we give? I, I really want I want to talk about this. I didn't get to hit it last service, but um, you know the Bible talks. Um, he it says, and I'm going to refer you to a verse, First Timothy five eight. You might want to write this down. But it says, you are worse than an unbeliever if you don't take care of your family first. 
So our first priority as Christians, okay, isn't to bring our offering to the church. If we have a family member who is in need, uh, we need to help them. Okay? Just, just telling you, you might think, oh, I didn't, didn't know that. Check it out. You search your Bible, uh, but you take care of your family. This is the next priority in giving would be people in ministry. So it could, it could be your local church. Strongly advise it's your local church and your pastors who minister to you, right? Um, um, it says your pastors are worth, you know, a person who teaches, you know, and preaches the word is, is worthy of double honor. Does it, did you bring your Bible? You got, I'm not making this part up, okay? Um, and double honor doesn't mean you say hello, good morning two times, okay? Okay, it, is, it, is, it has to do with finance. It, it has to do with he should be able to make his living and we should take care of our pastor and our elders are, are going to be held to account on how we deal with our pastors. Did you know that? We're held to a higher standard. Um, I'd like to stand before the Lord and say, yep, we did double honor for our pastor. We did more than double honor. I, I'm, I'm guessing the Lord will be good with that. That's what I'm thinking. Okay? And then, and then third, we should give to people who have a need, to needy people, to the poor. I mean, we should, we should be prepared to do that. And, uh, and, you know, think about this for a second. Um, when you did that, and I know you, you have, when you've get, taken care of a need of somebody's and nobody else knew it, you know, as soon as somebody knows, you lose your credit in heaven, right? And, and I don't know if you know, but in my house, you know, I have a thing where if I do anything, I want to make sure my wife knows so I get full credit, okay? And, and, and so if I, if I take my dishes off the table to the sink, that's sort of expected. But if I go way over and I put them in the dishwasher, okay, which I don't want it to make a habit of doing because then she expects it. Okay, and then I, I did it one time, okay, and... I'm putting them in, but the dishwasher was full of dirty dishes. So I didn't put them in. Or no, it was clean dishes. I didn't put the dirty ones in, but I made sure she knew I attempted. <laughs> because I wanted credit. Okay? So, so here, I just want to say, if you, if you give to, to somebody who's, who's needy, right? And you take care of a need, and you do it, and you manage somehow... If you're like me, you manage somehow not to tell anybody. Okay, that's a big one for me. I got if I can get over that one. Then later on, you think about that. You think, you know, it might be a year later, whatever, and you think, oh, um, you get you will get more satisfaction out of doing that than you did. You don't won't remember the thing you bought for yourself, right? But you think back on that and you go, that was I, I mean, you get the Lord blesses you even even behind on that. Isn't it true? You can say amen. You can say yes. It's true. I mean, or maybe I'm the only one, okay? Uh, but but uh, I get, you know, and, and the Lord said, you know, is, it's better to receive, right? I mean, I'm sorry, right? It's better to... 
oh, that's it. It's better to give than to receive. Well, I think that's, that proves that point. Okay? Um, and, then, and then finally, you know, what will happen? What will happen when you, you give? Well, immediately what will happen is you'll have less money in your checking account. Okay? That's the, um, the immediate thing that happens. Okay? But I believe... I believe uh, there's some ancillary benefits to giving. Just going to throw a few benefits out. Uh, but uh, one may be, I mean, think about, uh, you know, the rich young ruler who came to see Jesus, right? I mean, this kind of goes really against the whole prosperity gospel. I don't know what those preachers are doing, right, when they come run into the rich young ruler, because he walked away sad, right? But he was in love with his stuff, wasn't he? Okay, and, and so maybe one of the ancillary benefits of giving is it, it, it's, it helps you break your hold on the things of this world. And, and maybe, uh, you know, when you run into Matthew 6 in that verse that talks about you can't serve God and money, you know that verse where you're reading along and then you bang right into that one? At least I do. I'm thinking, oh man, I'm, I'm, you know, I am, you know, I am contributing to my 401k, and and uh, uh, I am trying to watch my budget. But uh, am I am I putting that before the Lord? You do. You bu- do. You bump into that one, okay? So maybe this will free up, and you can hold your possessions in an open hand before the Lord. I hope, okay. How about this as an ancillary benefit? Um, you're giving, and you give it, and, and then all of a sudden, there's a drought, and you're out of a job, or your income goes down, right? Well, because you've given, there's some margin in your budget, true? And so if you're giving a percentage, you didn't lose all that, because now you, your giving is based on income, right? And what you purposed in your heart, well, you can repurpose and and you have less income so maybe that gift should be smaller but you've created have you not created some margin for downtimes how about this another ancillary benefit if you give it you know what it causes you to be less sloppy with your budget you know think about this the people who come and we have an elder who deals with People who are struggling financially sometimes, okay? Um, sometimes I get called in on those meetings, okay? But um, it's kind of interesting, you know, uh, you, you ask them, well, how, you know, here they're, they're out of money, they can't pay the rent, they're, there's a problem, right? You, you ask them, well, how are you doing on your giving? And they look at you like you, there, uh, something... You're a knucklehead. What do you mean? How am I doing? My kid? I have no money. I mean, I mean, well, the, maybe the the problem was you weren't very disciplined with the money when you had it, and if you have purposed in your heart to give, what what the cause is me is I got to be more careful with the remainder. Amen. And I have to make sure of what am I doing with the remainder? Is it is it a good thing? Well. Um, 
That's called planning and stewardship. Have you heard of that? Yeah. And so um, I think this giving causes us to pay attention. And the people who don't have a budget or they, they could be sloppy with their income. This, I think this causes us to pay more attention. Would you agree? There are some good benefits. And maybe the Lord wants to bless us, and I don't know how He's going to do that. I have no idea. I don't have, I don't have an answer how the Lord is going to rain down a blessing on you. I, I don't know. But he says, he says He will in the Bible. He says He will. I don't know, I don't know if it's going to be monetary. I have no idea. But uh, Jesus says, uh, talked about it, he said, uh, when you give, do it this way, he talks about. Not if you give, if you decided to give, if you have enough extra. He just says when you give. And then he goes on to give some instruction. So the, the Lord says we should do this. Maybe we should get on his page. What do you say? Amen to that. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I, I thank you for your word um, and how bold we can be to speak it out. Uh, I thank you for Jesus who came and gave everything. He humbled himself. Uh, he became poor so we could become rich. Uh, the Father gave the Son. The Lord gave us the Holy Spirit as a deposit, as a guarantee that we were going to heaven. Lord, I thank you for how you've given to us. And I would ask you would give us the grace and the wisdom and the insight and the, and the encouragement to read your word and to study it and have it change our hearts. We just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.